0: What is up, everyone, and welcome into ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. I'm your host, Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central here on Dallas On the Man Sports Talk Network with a lot more content coming your way. Make sure that you check out adcsports.com Dallas. And as always, remember to hit that like button because... It takes a fraction of a second, and it is the single biggest thing that you can do to help out the show. Welcome, everyone. How good did today feel? How good did it feel to open your social media and see clips of Dallas Cowboys players training in Oxnard? Taking a part in practice, watching. Hey, listen, you know it's bad. You know the the weight for football. Is so bad that you literally get hyped up by watching players like just warming up on the field wearing their their jerseys. That's enough to get my hype levels a little bit higher than than usual. So today was obviously one of our favorite days. Opening day of training camp. We start seeing some of the uh, new players wearing the helmet, the star. Wearing the Cowboys jersey. It's an exciting time to be alive. And tonight we will talk about one of the negative things about practice being back. And that means injuries are also back. And the Cowboys apparently suffered one that is going to be significant for a starter. Now they did avoid a scary bullet because it looks like it is not a worst case scenario for Cowboys safety Donovan Wilson. But he was carted off the field on today's opening practice for the Dallas Cowboys. This is the tweet from NFL Network's James Slater, which reads, Cowboy safety Donovan Wilson carted off to the locker room here at practice after seeing him in the medical tent. Staff decided to get x-rays on his right calf. Should know more on severity this afternoon. And then we learned that it was a calf strain. Those take... Those can take time, as Ian Rappaport noted on Twitter. However, it seems like the Cowboys avoided a major injury there. And that could potentially be good news for the Cowboys. So we all that we know is that it doesn't look like a worst-case scenario. But it will probably mean that Donovan Wilson will miss some time. Some significant time in the preseason. Does that mean that he will suit up again in Oxnard? I don't know about that. I think the Cowboys might have played safe with him because, you know, it's a soft tissue injury. So there's nothing that will help Dono more than rest. So I am guessing that we won't see Donovan Wilson again, honestly, in all of Oxnard. Maybe when they get back to Frisco, Donovan Wilson will take the practice field. Other than that, I'm pretty much certain that we won't see much from him Now, let me ask you in the chat, is it a big deal, small deal, or no deal that Donovan Wilson suffered a calf strain on today's opening day practice, uh, uh, opening training camp practice? Let me know in the chat. And in the meantime, let me say hi to you guys in the chat. Sorry, you guys know that I get excited and I go off on an opening rant and then I look at the comments. What's up, Gregory? We've got Lance. We've got Toxic. We've got Danny Savage, Lance. We've got Katharina over at Facebook. Jack the Toxic Cactus as well. We've got Leah on Facebook. Thank you so much for tuning into the show. Oh, oh, I, I can see. I can see that the happy birthday comments have made it into the chat. I'm just saying... I'm just, it's a big deal that it is our birthday. Wait, Tyler, is it actually your birthday, though? Now I feel bad, Tyler. <laughs> now I feel bad about this. Because Tyler over at the ADC Sports chat was congratulating me on my birthday. And for those of you who have been watching the show for a long time, you know that that happens on a daily basis. It is Tyler's birthday. Man, I opened Twitter too. Make sure. Happy birthday to Tyler. Man, I'm going to let this lack know. <laughs> right after this anyways happy birthday to Tyler my birthday is next week and if you guys don't congratulate me next week but you congratulate me the other 364 days of the year I'm not sure how I will feel (laughs) I'm kidding let's see what you guys have to say about Donovan Wilson though big deal small deal or no deal that he got injured in today's practice let's see Native Texan says, small deal. Catherine says, small deal. Jax says, no deal. Kai with small. Big deal for Tommy915. Those things can linger. All injuries are concerning, says Philip. Toxic says, small deal. Those injuries linger. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to agree. I'm going to say small deal leaning a little bit towards big deal. Because obviously, it's not a worst case scenario, which looks very promising. There's going to be an MRI, so we will probably circle back on this topic tomorrow night when we have another primetime show because we, were, we are likely to have a timetable right pretty soon. I would assume that in the next 24 hours, we will have a timetable on Dono's injury. But being a strain, we know that he's probably going to be on track to play week one for the Cowboys. But I agree with those who say that, you know, these are nagging injuries that can come back and bite you in the middle of the season, late in the season, and it can become a headache. So hopefully, Donovan Wilson's activity is pretty much turned off from here on until he heals. And the reason why I lean slightly towards big deal as well is I think we underestimate how important Donovan Wilson is to the Cowboys defense. Obviously, we know that Dan Quinn uses a three-safety look on defense in a significant amount of the defensive snaps. I mean, just consider that out of the top five defensive players in snap counts of last year, three of them were the safeties. Like Wilson, Kears, and Malik Hooker were three of the five players that played the most on defense, and that should tell you a lot about how important these guys are on Dan Quinn's scheme and Wilson particularly is one of the most versatile ones I know that we look at Jaron Kears as a hybrid player of the bunch but man Wilson might be even more versatile because he can play in the box he can be shot out of a cannon into the backfield to make the tackle for loss against the run he can close in against quarterbacks as a blitzer as well and he actually had five sacks last year which was the highest number in Cowboys history since Bill Bates did it a long time ago so and not to mention that he also will play deep zones like he will also be a free safety type player for the Cowboys so losing Wilson would be a huge blow to the Cowboys defense now there was another injury that wasn't talked about much because he returned to the practice field Uh, Didn't take more reps, though. Israel Mukwamu. So let's keep an eye out on that because obviously Mukwamu, we've seen him as this immediate backup defensive back, both at cornerback and safety, thanks to his versatility. Like he could really be that for the Cowboys at this point. So two injuries to monitor very closely. Again, fortunately, the Cowboys seem to have avoided a worst-case scenario there with Donovan Wilson. Before we move on, let me see some more of your comments here. Uh, Travis says it's a small deal, but every player needs the reps to get back in the swing of the season. And yes, I agree with this. Like even if you turn off Wilson for the entirety of training camp and even you know the preseason games, because the Cowboys won't play too much start too many starters in the preseason, they usually have not done that. You still wish that he was getting those reps, right? This could affect the three-headed monster, says Bruce. What's up, everyone, into the show? Uh, welcome, everyone, into the show, everyone who's joining here. Better hope that no middle linebacker gets hurt. Sean Lee and Jalen would be coming back, says Danny Savage. Man, that linebacker room is thin. I agree. I agree. Uh, is hurt, too, says Guru? Well, what happened there was some tightness. Some hamstring tightness for Izzy Mukwamu And he was pulled from practice. He did return. And then according to reports, he just didn't take any more reps. Probably just being cautious with him. Doesn't sound like it will be anything major for Izzy. But definitely somebody that we need to keep an eye out on. For sure. Uh, let's see here. Let's hope it's a grade 1 sprain. Says Philip, Looking at 10 days. grade. To about six week, and uh, about six weeks, and grade three about three months. And obviously, thank you to Philip. I personally couldn't tell you for sure because I'm obviously not a doctor. But I did some research, and this fits pretty well into what I found. Like I found ten days timetables, and I found depending on the grades, several weeks, or even a worst case scenario like the months. Hopefully, nothing serious. As serious for, for Donovan Wilson. Again, he would be a huge loss to the Cowboys defense. There's a lot more that we should get into for a training camp, but we're going to make a small pause and we're going to talk about Trayvon Diggs' deal. And then towards the end of the show, we're going to look at around four to five clips that we're circling around on social media. Let's call it the best of camp to put it one way, and hopefully we will be able to do that pretty much every show. But as you guys know, it's still not old news. Trayvon Dix recently became the fifth highest paid cornerback in the NFL with a five-year, $97 million contract that will look, in hindsight, like a pretty good deal for the Cowboys. And we got into why last night when the news was still pretty fresh. But then it's gotten even better over the last 24 hours because now we got the details. And shout out to ESPN's Todd Arker, who is the insider who actually broke some of these details on social media and actually pretty much all of them. And now we have a detailed breakdown of Trayvon Dix's contract. And I absolutely love it for several reasons. First and foremost, the cap hits are not going to be high at all over the first few years of Trayvon Diggs with the Cowboys. What you're seeing on screen right now is six years, the length of the contract, including 2023, which was the last year on his deal, and then a max value of $104.3 million. That's the maximum that he could earn over that span and then a signing bonus of 21.25 million dollars Trevon Diggs will have a salary in 2023 of 1.54 million then add to that the signing bonus and other small things and you will get a cap number of 5.8 million so pretty much nothing for 2023 2024 uh he'll have an 11 million dollar salary that will push the cap number up to 16.25 million dollars and then in 2025, he's got a $9 million salary, cap number around $15 million per year too. Now, there's an important day in 2025, which is the third year of his current deal. There's a $9 million injury guarantee that becomes a full guarantee in March the 22nd. That date is pretty friendly for the Cowboys because that date would mean that uh, free agency has already started. So, honestly, it's a v- very team friendly deal. The more that you look at it, cap numbers are not complicated at all. In 2026, if you want to get out of the contract, if the Cowboys want to do that by 2026, they can do it because at that point, they would be eating up $8.5 million in dead cap space, but they would be saving over $11 million if they do re- decide. move on from Trayvon Diggs by 2026. So it is honestly pretty much a team-friendly deal again, but then it gets even better and it gets even more interesting because the deal will include active roster bonuses totaling $1 million. That's kind of standard, I would say. But then I thought this was pretty interesting and I want to get into a conversation as well of will we see Trayvon Diggs take more risks again moving forward this is why I ask his contract includes a yearly six hundred thousand dollars in escalators escalators funny word funny term because you would assume that it means an incentive but it's a little bit different basically if Trayvon Diggs per year has five interceptions, plus the Cowboys make it to the playoffs, he's going to earn $300,000 more. If he makes that seven interceptions, plus the Cowboys make it to the playoffs, he will make $600,000 instead of the $300,000, right? In escalators. Again, you would think, just kind of putting it all together, that's an incentive. That's another way of saying incentive. Not really, because the incentive is... I get the picks, we make it to the playoffs, I get the money. I get the paycheck right then and there. The escalator is, we'll bump your salary for the next year. And that's kind of funny. That's kind of like not as player friendly. So again, yet another win for the Cowboys on this contract as a front office. And you got to respect it. It's a pretty nice deal that the Cowboys put together here because even the escalators are a little bit funny in how they are guaranteed, too. I'm not sure, and this will vary from contract to contract. I don't think that they are guaranteed in the case of Trevon Diggs. That meaning, like, say that he earns his escalator in 2025, maybe by 2026, if they decide to cut him that offseason, he wouldn't get that escalator money. So that's interesting, because evidently, that is not as friendly to the player as a regular incentive. So, man, the more that we learn about Trayvon Dix's contract, the more exciting that it gets. It seems like the Cowboys are getting him at a very fair price. He is being made one of the highest paid players at the position, but he is not resetting the market. He's not breaking the bank or anything like that. And then the Cowboys are not losing any sort of financial flexibility with the deal and right now we're not really concerned about that because we're more concerned as fans about them getting cd lamb signed and them getting Dak prescott's deal reworked and all of that little stuff uh sack martin is right now at the top of our worries i i would assume with him holding out of training camp etc but if we are concerned today about getting cd's deal done about Dak prescott's deal about Zach Martin, Terrence Steele, and all of those players, man, in three years, four years, we're going to be doing it all over again. <laughs> and some other players as well that they draft in that time, et cetera. So being able to move away from the contract by 2026 is going to be big. We just don't fully realize it right now because we're not worried about that. So pretty cool, pretty cool, Um uh, to know that the Cowboys nailed that contract. To those asking in the chat, to those who are just now joining the show, uh, we talked about it more at the beginning of primetime, but if you were wondering, yes, it is a calf strain for Donovan Wilson. We do not know the severity of it, though. He will have an MRI that will probably give us more information over the next 24 hours. Let's see what you guys have to say, though. Uh, I appreciate it, Toxic. Toxic says, thank you, Thank you, friendly neighbor accountants for those small cap hits, Mo. Hashtag, not all heroes wear capes. There you go. <laughs> A guy I know, says Mark Aaron, uh, said that Trayvon Diggs wasn't as good last year as the year before. I said, besides the interceptions, he actually played better and he laughed at me. And he shouldn't have laughed at you because you're right, Mark. You are right. And I love that. Mike McCarthy talked about it today on the press conference. He was asked, what is the next step? What is next for Trayvon Diggs, who just signed this $97 million deal and who was saying to the media that, hell no, he isn't satisfied with where he is at right now. And McCarthy had an excellent answer. He basically kept it short and he said, for Trayvon Diggs, a guy who has already led the league, in interceptions in what was a crazy season in 2011 in 2021 11 picks to his name record-setting year now it's gotta be about him finding maturity finding discipline and knowing and understanding and this is what mike mccarthy said and i'm paraphrasing a little bit but it's about having that discipline and knowing that there will be fewer opportunities And in 2022, there were fewer opportunities because he's earning the respect of opposing quarterbacks. Suddenly, they're not as willing to pass him the football. And rightfully so, because he's a ball hawk. But on top of that, he was taking fewer risks on defense. He was not going for every football and risking giving up the big play. He improved drastically in 2022. I agree with Mark Aaron with that. And that's just in coverage. That's not even taking into account how he improved as a tackler, which was a massive improvement as well. At one point in the season, he had cut his uh, missed tackle percentage in like over half, as opposed to 2021. Trayvon Dix has gotten better. And some people who don't really follow the Cowboys are still like living with the mindset that he's a boom or bust player and I'm gonna say that hey I don't I'm not gonna blame them because I know that they're not following the Cowboys very intently right so they kind of just got attached to that storyline and they never moved on they never looked again but if you watch Trayvon to explain 2022 you know that he played better and what he's even more exciting is that the guy is twenty-four years old. He will turn twenty-five in November, so the, the room for upside is crazy still for Trayvon Diggs. It is crazy. Tyler says haters will say that he's still boomer bust. Reality is that he got a lot better at not giving up the big play. I agree, and I would assume that it also kind of helped that the Cowboys were suddenly playing more quarters coverage and they were suddenly doing things a little bit differently in the back end as opposed to basically just running cover one until we die back in 2021, right? Where the cornerbacks were spending a lot more time alone in man-to-man coverage. I think that that also had to contribute a little bit to it, to those high numbers of big plays allowed in his sophomore year in the NFL, Let's see what else you have to say before we move on here. Uh, Lance says, we have two former All-Pro cornerbacks. That is crazy. And man, I loved what Trayvon Diggs also had to say about this earlier today. He was talking about what Gilmer brings to the table for him. And he didn't even talk about what happened on the field. He talked about, and, and he gave a very down-to-earth example. He said, you know, Stefan Gilmer wakes up at 6 a.m. So now I wake up at 6 a.m. He told, he told the media that Stefan Gilmore called, Trayvon, uh, called him out for eating gummy bears. <laughs> and, and he stopped eating gummy bears. So that veteran presence of someone that is not only an old pro cornerback, but also a defensive player of the year, somebody who is at a very, quote-unquote, late stage of his career and is still playing at a very high level, And he's coming off a great year when many people have already written him off when he was with the Colts. Bounced back, had a very strong 2022. That's not only because he's got the physical talent, man. That's a pro at work. Man at work. And that is cool that he's uh, passing all of that knowledge and experience to Trayvon Diggs. And it might sound silly, but that leading by example like that is going to make a difference in ways that we as fans and as outsiders cannot really see. Like it's something that only the players know. And sometimes they lift the curtain up like uh, Trayvon did today. I thought that was pretty cool. Lance says, wow, I love it. And Joey Bella says, that's awesome. Yeah, it is. It is. It is pretty cool. I agree. Bill says, Trayvon also has Stefan Gilmer to learn under and that's no joke either exactly Diggs is skinny enough let him eat gummies <laughs> that's just Danny Savage well he he probably will sneak in some gummies I, I I would assume here and there I don't know what what he will do there I don't know if he will just hide better from Stefan Gilmore next time anyways before we get out of here tonight though. I wanted to take a second and look at some of the best clips from training camp. Now, we have not, we don't have a a clip about it, but one of the best things out of training camp, in my opinion, is Kevontae Turpin missing practice because of the birth of his child. I think that's cool. If he watched prime time, he probably would have made it his one cool thing of the week, I would assume, but that's why Kevontae Turpin was not, in practice uh, today. Hopefully he rejoins the team pretty soon. But let's look at some of the best clips that were floating around social media and let's have some fun with it. We're gonna start with one that was posted. And by the way, volume alert. I don't know how loud these clips are gonna sound. I'm gonna try to warn you though about it. So you are at the ready. If you're wearing headphones, you can get ready because we're going to watch uh, some of these clips. And we're going to start with one from Nick Harris, who covers the Cowboys for the official team website. And this is C. D. Lamb running an in-breaking route. Looks like an in route or a dick route. And making the one-handed catch with Dak Prescott throwing him the football. Here we go. Here we go. It, Here we go. Prescott scanning the field. Oh. Oh. C.D. Lamb with a one-handed grab while going to the ground. Exciting as heck to see C.D. Lamb entering this year in which he already established himself as the number one wide receiver. So the question is no longer can he be the top dog on offense. It is how can he improve from what he already proved last year. And man, that's encouraging because we're not wondering if he can do it or not. Heck, we're wondering how is he going to look like boosted by a number two in Brandon Cooks. Someone who also will have that experience and potentially that sort of relationship that Trayvon Diggs was talking about with Stefan Gilmer. We're guessing something similar will happen with Cooks and see the lamp. Anyways, the first interception of the year for the Cowboys in camp goes to... Not Trayvon Diggs. No, no, no. It also will not go to the Defensive Player of the Year from 2019, Stephon Gilmore. No, sir. The other starter, maybe? De'Aaron Bland? Nope. Not him either. It was sixth round draft pick. Eric Scott Jr. Let's look at the play once more. Volume alert. Here we go. Let's roll a clip. Simi Fehoka running the slant pass bounces off his hands into the hands of Eric Scott Jr. Let's look at it. Man. That brought some flashbacks into the minds of Cowboys Nation. Because we saw a receiver have his two hands on the football and still not make the catch. Obviously that caused all kinds of controversy on Twitter because some people were calling out Dak Prescott. Some people were calling out Simi Fehoko and calling for him to be cut, which obviously is all pretty dumb. It's just the first day of training camp. Don't draw any conclusions. Forget about big conclusions. Like, just don't draw any conclusion at all, especially about player performance. You can draw some conclusions about the lineups. That is cool. Like, for example, Tyron Smith was a left tackle. And when he exited the field, Tyler didn't kick outside. Tyler stayed at left guard. It was Chuma Edoga taking over some reps on the left side. So that was also something that will catch some eyes. And that is worthy of being discussed as a takeaway. But, man, players are playing right now. There's going to be mistakes everywhere. Eric Scott Jr., though, in the right moment, at the right time. Good for him. Uh, That clip, I want to say, was from John Michauda from The Athletic. I was mink. To have everyone who took these videos so I could like shout them out or credit them as well as possible. So let me give you a confirmation here. I put together an article about it, so I'm going to find it quickly. Yeah, it was from John Mishoda. So shout out to him. And then Clarence Hill Jr. with the overlooked clip, in my opinion, from the fourth Word star telegram. I always wondered, man, if I was in an NFL practice field, how would I look? And Deuce Vaughn is exactly my height. So I kind of got an answer. Deuce Vaughn, he doesn't do anything impressive here. He's just running out there on the field. But if you were wondering how Deuce Vaughn looked like, there you go. (laughs) Man, he's small. There you go. Deuce Vaughn in a very interesting running back battle with the Cowboys. McCarthy talked about it, actually, in the press conference as well. He was asked about having running backs as different as they are between each other, right? Like Malik Davis and Rico Dowdle are more like traditional, kind of well-balanced backs. Ronald Jones is like the veteran. And then Deuce Vaughn is a very extreme case because of his size. But also because of his playmaking ability and unique burst and speed and all of that. And then Hunter Lipke with a big body who can be a fullback, a power back. And McCarthy kept it real. And he said, you know what? It's going to come down to special teams. Most of these battles will come down to special teams. So definitely going to matter. We looked at, at some of the numbers last night here on the show regarding uh, Malik Davis's special team snaps and Rico Dowdle's when he played. Obviously, Deuce Vaughn also going to be involved in it. And let's see how many opportunities they give him to try out as a returner and maybe put up a fight against Kevontae Turpin. We'll see. Anyways, one more clip. And this is from Mike Leslie. And this is just eye candy, man. Dak Prescott running the fake, rolling out, and making the throw into the target in the net. And it's a bullseye. Let's look at it. It's going to be in slow-mo. Volume alert. Once again, here we go. Roll the clip. Prescott with the fake rolls out how beautiful is that right into the net listen I'm not even like I'm not even praising Dak Prescott for making this throw because consider this this is a drill like this is not him trying to show off his accuracy in this clip this is a drill that NFL QBs actually do and I'm going to roll the clip again because I just think this is insane. Like, how is this humanly possible even? Let's, let's watch it once more. How are you, you going to do that? Anyways, those are some of the best clips from training camp. I'm already excited about the next practice. It's just getting started. There are no pads on. Pads won't come on until at least practice number six. And then we'll get a better idea about, you know, the lineman, Massey Smith, who some people were noting on Twitter that he looks huge and that's pretty encouraging as well. Let's see some, some more of your comments though here. Double R says, so no Massey spotting today. I mean, there probably are some clips here and there, but since it's just limited to no pads still, it's kind of different because the contact is not at full go, right? That video seals the deal. We are winning the Super Bowl. Says Toxic Tom. Oh, man. Toxic with his slow-mo clip. That is his weakness. We discovered that today. Slow-mo videos and you remove the toxicness from Toxic Tom. Who would have thought? I hear the Pats come on Monday, says Mark. Aaron, Dak Toms look okay. This year, we probably have the best chance to represent the NFC in the Super Bowl. Says Danny Savage. Hey, Hey, I love it. I love it because that way we're already thinking about getting our hype levels high again and buying into the Cowboys. Double R says, Mo, I really thought that was you <laughs> talking about, oh man, talking about Deuce Vaughn. Bruce says, suit up, Mo. Get that slot receiver money. Somebody, Caustic, uh, also mentioned Cole Beasley in the chat. Man, when... The one year of high school football that I played, they called me Beasley. <laughs> this is our year for Super Bowl most, Katharina. Hey, hey. It is July. It is July. We can, we can believe whatever we want to believe as fans. <laughs> yeah, I wish I had those youth moves indeed. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, that will be it for tonight's show. Thank you so much for tuning into ADC Sports Dallas Primetime and choosing to take some time out of your day to hear the show. Do me a favor, hit the like button for me because every like puts this show in front of more and more Cowboys fans. And it is the single biggest thing that you can do to help me grow Primetime. Thank you so much. Opening day of training camp was fun. We had a scare here and there, but hey, hopefully it's all gonna be fine before the season starts. We'll see what the conversation is tomorrow night. And I will see you at 8 p.m. Central as every single night from Sunday through Thursday. Muchísimas gracias. Adiós. Bye-bye.